Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Things got a little jacked up. You are now about to witness the awesome crushing might of the U.G.S. Robinson Show Welcome, my friend, my friend, to a show that seemingly kind of almost never ends. This is the 27th DS Robinson Showstopper. We're talking about UFC Calgary and the demands of delusion. Apropos of them's what calls each other's champions, but ain't no kinds of champions. As well as all of the other misty doings of the day. But first, Sigmata. Intro. All of nothing from Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they attack your car with a hammer. But first, the immortal words of Bob Riley. The singer says it all, he's kicking this off for seven years. Listen well. I'm on my way back to Could not see so clear. Real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my friends. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly kind of never ends. I'm going to put on the headset because this captured freak out from planet hot and tight. Uh, let's see if the cha 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 if that's gonna pick up the audio. Is it picking up the audio? The audiosis, audiosis, audiosis. Huh? Not yet. I think I have to set something. Sorry to make you part of the technical portion of the show. Let me go to the widgets. Oh, there we go. Okay. So now you, I'm coming through the headset. Um. Okay. This is V27. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. We got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's get to it. Um, but first, uh, I'm going to, uh, apropos the show title, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to, mm, I'm going to answer some of the demands of delusion right now, and I'm going to do so in a way um, that those longtime listeners uh, will be able to make sense of. Um, and those who, who not, then you'll just have to follow along and figure it out by show. And, and you do realize too, that I used to do this, uh, uh, I, I've been doing this and I hadn't known, uh, I hadn't known that I was doing it until a, a girlfriend pointed it out and she goes, you know, I, I start to listen to you and, and eventually it ends. And I think you're just telling an entertaining story. And then about three quarters of the way through the story, I realize you're talking about me. So maybe you could just start out saying that you're talking about me. I said, nah, because you'd be resisting from the beginning. And I, I haven't known that I was doing this, but I guess telling you by way of story, get you to where I've gotten to without all the defensiveness. So at that point, though, you have you have an active listener. And the, the, thus, thus far, you know, at that point, moving ahead into your relationship, you have somebody who, if you say something like, broccoli they go okay here we go here we go 
somewhere this broccoli story is going to result in some shit that I needed to do that I haven't done. I said, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about broccoli. Do you want broccoli for dinner or do you want asparagus? Oh, is this the parable of the asparagus versus the broccoli? No, I'm just actually asking you what, you know, so you, you create a, a highly sensitized audience. I don't want you to be that way. Those of you who've been watching back when this show was knuckle up, and incidentally, this show has been happening since 2007 in different forms and formats, um, FYI. But uh, a constant companion of the show uh, uh, would be Popeye the Sailor Dog. He's got his own Twitter page, which uh, hasn't been updated in quite a while. He's a 10-year a, a ten-year vet of the Eugene S. Robinson show. And uh, uh, he's alive. He's alive. It's not what I'm saying. Don't, I don't want you fucking panicking and sending me texts and tweets before the show is out. But uh, but he's not going to be alive much, <clears throat> much longer. So eh, I'm not going to put this up on Facebook because... because it, it seems Facebook seems to be to sort of akin to running into a, a, a safe way and saying, I lost my job or I don't get along with my mother or my boyfriend said some shit about me. It just you. I mean, it's really non-specific. It's like generalized and non-specific. And, uh, you know, I know many people who listen on Facebook have followed along and probably. Uh, the adventures of Popeye the Seller Dog have enjoyed them uh, as well as listeners to the show, but this is different. This is a form of m much more direct form of communication. If you don't know who Popeye the Seller Dog is, you don't give a shit. I'm okay with that. If you do know, yeah, I don't have to tell each and every one of you because I'm not going to put it up a, 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 as a post. Uh, and at some point later, maybe I'll just put a picture of him up and go, ah, we hardly knew you. And people go, oh my God, what happened? I didn't know. Uh, you know, it, look, it's uh, we, we, we get these, we have these pet slaves. Now, uh, I'm uh, clearly conflict conflicted about pet ownership. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's a good thing. It, you know, I mean, what we do, we don't do for them necessarily. We do for ourselves, right? Uh, but he, uh, he, as soon as I finish his show, I'm going to make an appointment for him to to get the needle, which is the maybe a more civilized way uh, of doing it than my preferred modus operandi, which is as long as he can get to the bowl buddy, he's staying alive. And the reality of it is, you know, at this point, I think he's had a stroke. He's got lymphoma. His back, right, left leg is not work. You know, I've given him some pills to make him feel better. But yeah, at this point now, jumping back into the consciousness soup uh, is, I think, going to be going to be fine. He's lived, lived a full life. Anyway, uh, the demand, the demands of delusion. Uh, uh, the official title of, of the show is that what we're talking about? Uh, <laughs> the demands of delusion. Listen, like I said, like I said in the intro, um, Hitler once said that there were three types of secrets. He goes, uh, the secrets we share, whoever he was speaking to, who, who quoted him on this, the secrets I keep from you. And the secrets about future events as yet unknown. Now, when we talk about the theory of self, self, various forms of self-knowledge, we can say very, very clearly the, the same sort of thing applies, right? Um, there's the stuff that I tell myself. Um, there's the stuff I, I tell you about myself. And, and there's the stuff about future events as yet unknown. I'm not concerned about with future events as yet unknown. I realize those are products of kismet. And I'm not even concerned with what I tell you about me insofar as everything I do, everything I do has made it almost impossible for me to proceed normally through life. This, this, this you should know. These shows come at a great personal cost to me. You're like, ah, Eugene, what are you? Oh, really? It, it, what, what could you possibly lose it? Oh, really? In the, in the world of total disclosure, uh, of anti-delusion, you do realize that anybody who's anybody can get on the internet and type my name in and get ready access to what some would call rantings. The stuff I've talked about in the course of shows going back 11 years at this point to 2007 on the occasion of the fight book or everything you ever want to know about asking about for asking for asking put out by Harper Collins by Eugene S. Robinson. All that stuff is now available for, you, you know, you got to understand when I come walking into a place, it's a, like the black flag record, the process of weeding out. There's a great and ample desire to find reasons why people don't want to see me. 
and I'm talking about professionally. Say what you want about Ozzy. They've been able to see clear clear through to the genius that I'm able to offer an organization. And, and But even they uh, turned a jaundiced eye to things like Oxbow or Boonwell or, uh, you know, these shows, <laughs> you know, these free form shows, which is very much largely the topic of V26 of last week. But now we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the macro issues of public image and perception. What we're talking about are, are the secrets uh, that I tell, uh, secrets secrets I keep from you, secrets we share, secrets about future events. And no, this is, this is the secrets I keep from you. In other words, there's that really narrow space of stuff that I can tell myself the truth about are stuff that I shouldn't ever tell myself or, or, or stuff that I, I am self-deluding. For example, for I'll give you several in, from my personal canon. Uh, for a long time, I maintained that I only want to get tattoos in places where I could put some derma, derma blend on so that I could continue my dream, having started life as a competitive bodybuilder, that I could continue my dream of competitive bodybuilding without the tattoos ruining the line. With enough sun and enough uh, a der uh, a derma blend or whatever this thing they made to cover your tattoos, I could actually successfully have cover the tattoos that were not with a, a kind of makeup that wasn't going to run when the sweat of the posing thing. And I, I had to, at a certain point, probably around the age of 26 or 27, realize you're not competing anymore. You didn't compete anymore. On this occasion, of course, was me. I was always a purist in regards to performance enhancing drugs. If you've read my stuff on Ozzy.com, I think if you go to OZY.com and type in steroids, well, my, one of my pieces comes right up. Um, and I talked about it. Interestingly enough, I competed right up until I started using. I was enough of a purist to figure, you know what? Using is a personal choice, not a competitive gain. I don't need it to compete. Therefore, I won't be competing, but I'm going to take it. Took it, never competed again. Woke up to fucking reality. No more delusion. What is that Saturday Night Live skit with Christopher Guest? Who are we getting? And Billy Crystal. Who are we getting? And something else we're never going to do. Never going to do. Not going to compete with bodybuilding. Right. Was going to be a, came to California to be a, be a marine biologist, realized sitting in the first chemistry class, there's no way I was going to work that hard in Stanford, given that I've been disowned by both of my parents, was living in a trailer. Uh, no, not even a trailer. Uh, um, oh, and the wife is coming to say goodbye. All right. Ah, see you soon. Hey, look, say, say hello to the peoples. That's uh, all right. Just stick your head in. Say, so, you know, I'm not making believe. <laughs> I'm just making kissing noises at, at the rest of you. So, um, and, and, and so, so anyway, so, uh, 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 you know, I'm, I'm at Stanford sitting in the chemistry class, starving because I have no food. <clears throat> uh, they get, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this, man. I can't spend four years doing shit that I hate. Can't do it. Won't do it. Won't do it. So, you know, you have these, and, and what happens is it's a process of not resisting. You know, there are people like some guy once he wanted to take a bunch of LSD with me. I said, no, 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 your soul is dirty. He goes, oh, you don't want to get religious on me? It's not a matter of religion, man. You're actively and aggressively keeping yourself from truths that, that you know to be self-evident. And I don't want to be there when LSD yanks down all the doors and you're face to face with the reality that you did or did not do this or that you failed or did not fail in this way. I, I, I don't bullshit you. And I don't bullshit me. And if I am bullshitting you, it's for clear-cut gain. Like, you've run up on me with a gun and said, are you Eugene Robinson? Nope. <laughs> I don't. I think he went down there that way. That motherfucker, that's where he went. But otherwise, there's no need. Like, the, like that South Park character, the dad without the shirt at the kids' baseball game. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What could I, what, what, what truth about myself could I, like, I keep, my dream is the nuclear bomb of tweets. And plenty of people have had these, right? We've seen day in and day out now people getting sucked up from James Gunn to uh, this one director who goes, fuck this, de deleted tweets going back 11 years. It's like, okay, all right. Ultimately, ultimately, social media will be enjoyed, engaged, and expanded on by people who, like Jeff Galuli, have nothing to hide, officer. Come on over. I'm trying to normalize norm normality. 
I had a girl named Kristen invited me to her room in freshman year of college to have to have uh, to have dinner. We went through food service because I did have a food service plan as a result of working washing dishes there, which they took away when they realized I had stopped paying for it because I figured I could eat for free because I worked there. And we take our trays of food and we go up to her room to eat. So we're eating and talking and talking and eating. She's a tennis player, you know, as a weight bodybuilder, weightlifter, rugby, rugby guy. We're having a very nice conversation. I liked it. She was cute. And then suddenly we finish eating and I see there's no room on the bed, which is where I wanted to sit later. And I go, here, let me let me move that tray. And I take the tray and I go to the window and I throw the whole fucking tray out the window. Plates, cups, forks, the whole bit whole tray out the window. So now coming from a New York mindset at the point of time that I did this, you know, like I'm always shocked when I see somebody in New York take something to actually put it in the garbage can. You would routinely do this stuff as a New Yorker and not blink. Nobody else would blink. It took this Brobdenagian effort of will to get to where people, or maybe tickets, to get to where people decided, hey, you know what? I don't like stepping in dog shit. So if you have a dog in the city, clean up your shit afterward, or we're going to give you a $300 ticket. Similarly, if I catch you throwing your, your, your bag of McDonald's empties on the ground, don't do that. They're garbage cans every 10 feet. Do it. But at that point in time, I threw it, and I went, turned back, and I could see the level of shock on her face was so solid that this date was d- done. And I sat there, and there was this kind of uncomfortable chatter for a little bit. I said, well, I got work to do. I'll let you go. Don't bullshit anybody. I wasn't trying to impress her. If I wanted to impress her, I probably wouldn't have done that. I was just being me. And I've been in the habit of being me so long, I haven't realized it comes at a great social cost. Now, now that we've, co- we've talked about my relationship with me, we've got to talk about, about fundamentally uh, how that's informed by, by um, the, the benefits of self-delusion the actuality of self-delusion, and then why I might delude myself. Is there an actual functional benefit to me deluding myself? Well, sure, sure. Jobs I've stayed in way longer than I should have because I was convinced it was going to get better, even though I knew deep down it wasn't going to get better. I could say the same about relationships that I stayed in a little too long because I thought they were going to get better and they didn't get better. Is that delusion or hope? Or is hope very separate from delusion? I don't know. When a fighter jumps to the top of the cage and starts making this belt sign, is that, look, it's fair game in the immediate aftermath of a win. In the immediate aftermath of a win, anything is fair game. You could come out and kiss your mother on the lips. You might be that happy. You could come out and do river dance. You might be that happy. There are any number of things you could do because you might be that happy after you win. That's not how you judge the person. In my mind, you judge the person by the post-fight presser. You've had time to go back to your locker room. You and your team slapped each other on the back. You, 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 you called your mom. You, you ranted and you're, you're, you're pretty happy. You're pretty happy. You're pretty happy. So you're excused. But at that point, you take off the clothes. You can maybe take a quick shower. You get your shit bandaged up or put your glasses on. Uh And you rush out to the table and you've had some time to think. You've had some time to think. And what comes out of your mouth at that point is probably a true rendering of what it is that's going on in your head. Mouth, head, head, mouth. I'm sure all of you know where I'm going with this. You've had you've had a long time to think about it. Uh, going up to the fight, the ramifications of a win versus a loss, you've been thinking about this for the past three or four months. Now, under what circumstances would I do? Or maybe I've gone into fights. Keep in mind, I've done MMA fights. I wouldn't say that those are products of self-delusion. The ones I've lost, I fully expected to win, but I lost. It happens. I knew going in that somebody had to lose. I just didn't think it would be me. That's not delusion. 
that's hope. I don't know how different they are. I go once hope hope it hope ex, uh, expires. I hope I win. When I lose, I wish I had won. But I no longer hope I won't I win after I win after I lose. To do so is a product of delusion. And delusion is dangerous. Descartes talks about it. Your eyes have tricked you before. Clearly, clearly, clearly they are incapable of being trusted. You've seen people on the street you thought were somebody, they end up being somebody else. Can't trust it. Right? Right? So, so when Joanna and Jacek who has now been calling herself Joanna Champion, who refuses to change on her page if she lost the belt, who is, uh, 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 I, I, didn't, I picked against her. I picked against her because I, I think it takes a village. And what it takes a village to do, it takes a village, if I'm telling you that's not a train, that those are kids trick-or-treating, and it's really realistic, but it's not a train. It's just kids trick-or-treating. And I know we're standing on the train tracks, but I got to look. It would behoove all of us to have somebody speak truth to power and say, Eugene, goddamn you. It's a train. Let's get off the tracks. Failure to do so indicates a complete unwillingness or inability to correctly understand where you are vis-a-vis -a, -vis a place in space. Joanna has crossed that line and I, and crossed it many months ago. And I'm happy to report order has been restored to the universe. Undisputed. Undisputed, indubitable. Leader, Gauleiter, President pro tem of the Lost Battalion is Joanna Yanjajic. Chris Weidman is still, we still are unsure about his motives and his motivations, him being a psych major and all. The whole hashtag February question mark scam. He might be a little savvier than he lets on. There could be a method to this madness, which presumes an awareness. I don't see, do you see, they said that, what did they say about me? They said that your methods have become unsound. Have my methods become unsound, Willard? Have my methods become unsound, Willard? I don't see that there's any method at all, sir. That's where we are with Joanna and Jajic. I don't see that there's any method at all. There might be a method to, to, to Weidman's madness. Maybe. But there's an awareness. With Joanna, there, I am not aware of any awareness about place and space. And now what I'm reading is that, uh, that, <laughs> that apparently Rose uh, uh, Namajunas, the champion, is faking an industry, uh, uh, an industry, faking an injury. Um, any segment of any of you guys, I didn't even have to move from the comfort of where I was last night, which was performing Dr. John songs at a place called the Chapel in San Francisco, San Francisco, 25th anniversary of uh, uh, Dr. John record. Great idea. In the band was Joe Gore, also played with uh, PJ Harvey, Tom Waits. He's playing guitar, phenomenal. Willie Winant used to play with Fred Frith. Joan John Renaud from used to be in Kronos Quartet and a bunch of other high quality musicians. So why they let you in, Eugene? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. And they said the first song I started to open the show and that song had me saying, my name is Dr. John. Nope. My name is Dr. John. My name is, pause, Dr. John on the one. You know how many times we rehearsed that? You know how many times we rehearsed that? 
15. My name is Dr. John. I listened to nothing but that song all last week. Except what happens is they didn't realize that the intro that the guy played was bluesy on the recording. The guy who played it played it like it was a classical song, and it threw me every time. So when it came for my big cue, my name is Dr. John. Of course, you could do it now, you big dummy. I can't. My name is Dr. John. Because <laughs> I did it the way I would do it. My name is Dr. John. No, no, you already know my name. My name is Dr. John. I'm not pre announcing, I'm announcing. Did it matter at that point? Everybody, all the musicians in the band were like, Oh, boy, boy, this is a stupid fucking singer. Yeah, but tore it up, worked well. It didn't change the fact that everybody sent me clips of, of the press conference. That Nama Eunice is a faking an injury. Maybe she's afraid to lose her belt. And, uh, you know, she feels that she decisioned, you know, this is the underweight uh, uh, Tisha Torres and somehow this proves something and and that she's back in the discussion to uh, the you talk all you want ufc on fox 30 drew the lowest overnight rating in series history lowest lower than low lower than low 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 and that takes me back to captain b for low 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 it drew 1.461 million viewers the lowest since a Las Vegas-based promotion began airing cards on Fox in 2011. It could be that they're leaving Fox. They don't care. The final figures will be higher when factoring in viewers on the West Coast. Oh, really? Like me and all my pals. The previous low night rating occurred early this year when a UFC on Fox 27, three cards ago, in a, in a UFC on Fox uh, uh, Universe, Headlined by uh, Souza and Derek Brunson drew 1.59 mil. So just to be clear, for those of you who are not so strong in the math, the numbers are going like this. What was it? Uh, what was that? Ed Wood movie, Planet Nine. Plan Nine from out. Plan Nine from outer space. Woo! Boom! There we go. Pie tin and all. So Joanna, Joanna gets gets crazy. She gets a little crazy and goes in the, on this rant. And I mean, keep in mind, it was tough enough. It was tough enough with the uh, uh, her her press conference is going up. Oh, I'm going to make her realize my power. I'm going to, you know, listen. Let me explain something to you. My wife who left the show earlier. It's a big Poland booster. I'm Poland. Doesn't like Poles not in Poland. They tend to be part of this thing called Polonia, you know which is essentially the Polish diaspora. Poles living in Chicago, New York, heavy-duty Polish communities in America, because, but they're all, like, uh, super religious. They are more Polish than the Poles in Poland as a result of their separation from the motherland. So they end up doubling down in ways that people in Poland that don't even... They seem, they seem fanatical. He doesn't enjoy them. But she was a big fan of Joanna Yanjeji. Huge fan. Until until what apparently is an in-country kind of modesty burst into the mainstream and then did stuff we don't know. Generally, Americans don't have any idea what Poles are like. We do know that we stopped making Polish jokes after Lech Walesha. We stopped that. Yeah. But in general, what are Poles like? What do we know? What do we know? What do we know? We don't know. We don't know. But the wife, she knows. And the unremitting refusal and denial of the reality of experience that we're experiencing with Joanna Jinjeji makes Lost Battalion exactly what it is, a place to be feared and a place of fear. You know, depending on how things go for, for Joanna, you might declare her a visionary. In the end, though, she's just a person who's seeing stuff that's not there. And, and and she needs to think very carefully about this, very carefully about this. My personal preference, the way I would have played it if I had been pasted twice by the woman who held the belt that I was after, I would keep my mouth shut, train my ass off, and let her spend some time defending the belt. 
and waiting for emotional slackitude to kick in, people get used to it, they get comfortable, they get fat, they get happy, and they lose their fucking belts a la uh, 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 Honda Housey, uh, a, a lot of others who've lost the belts, Not or, or Luke uh, Cockold, they didn't take Bisping seriously, wound up getting punched in the face. You got to, I, I realize that all the time. Every white belt, I start to not take white belts and blue belts seriously in jujitsu. And I realize these guys are trying to kill me because they realize in, in form and factor, I'm the thing that's between them and that colored piece of cloth that everybody, you know. It's the same thing. You will realize, somebody said, look, determine of a winner of a fight, I got three things. Three. One, technique. The most technically sound person will win. All things being equal, if, the, if those cancel out, number two, conditioning. I think this is from Dan Gable. Number two is conditioning. So if you're pretty much equal to technique, the person with the better conditioning kicks in and that person will win. They can fight at the same quality for a longer period of time. Third is heart. And that's a harder to define quality. It's probably a product a product of those two. So there's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot if you wait where you could fucking get Rose Namajunas. And and realistically, she might be ready to relinquish. She wouldn't know it. We wouldn't know it. But the jungle would know that she had passed on, so to speak. Passed on. Don't know. Don't know that we would know. But Joanna is trying to keep her name in the conversation because the idea of going back to Poland with nothing or the idea of being retired at 37 with not enough money to make it the rest of your life, even though all of what she's got paid in American dollars would allow her to live, retire for the rest of her life in Poland. Believe, Yeah. Zwadis compared to dollars. Yeah. Most of us would be rich. Won't mean anything with the piss party in charge in Poland, however, but, you know, if sanity returns and more than 17% of the people vote in the next election, which I believe is in 2020 in Poland as well, you know, if they don't change things so that they have a permanent majority everywhere, you know, maybe you get a democracy will live on and you can vote a government in that's actually going to help the people instead of this law and order party that you've got in Poland that relatives of mine at this point voted for, mother-in-law, don't know why. But the reality of it is all the talk now in sconce. Nobody bigger, better, faster, more accomplished uh, as, as in the spirit of the Lost Battalion. When you go back to the original Lost Battalion, words that seem familiar to the experience are words that are familiar to the experience now. Fear, fright, despair, depression, confusion. Delusions of grandeur, certainty, surety, uncertainty, insecurity, all of these things. Name the name the game, name of the game in this in the place and space. That's where we are. She embodies it more clearly than anybody else. Because at this point, she doesn't realize what she's created. She's created created a situation where morbid curiosity, we will watch her do anything. That might result in her coming face to face with the boogeyman that is a future of failure. You know, the thing is, most of us have the ability to have those moments be private moments. As I sat in chemistry 101 at uh, what is uh, the, in the, in the in the chemistry corner, chem corner, and had that that moment of clarity where I go, I'm not going to be a marine biologist. I can't stand this shit. They take a chemistry class. You kidding? The book was like $75. You realize right before my father owned me, he said, I'm, I could give you a little bit of money each month. Gave me $85 out of which I was supposed to eat and pay for books. The chemistry book cost me $75, leaving me $10 to eat for October. I'm not complaining. I'm noting. 
It was a private moment, me alone with me, shaking a delusion, coming face to face with who it was that I was and where I was as I was. The only Joanna doesn't have these. That's what makes it so delightfully disturbing. And sometimes, like if you go back to V26 and we talk about Alexander the Great, sometimes those moments are fantastic moments because they lead to, to great swaths of victory. But uh, other times, mm -mm. no swaths of victory, nothing. General George Custer would poop in his pants. That's how they end up. That's the name of that game. Ioana and JJ, ass, ass on the canvas, back against the fence, wondering, what the hell do I do now? Believe me, if you're a normal person, the reality of life for normal people is you ask that question several times a day. I do. I do. What do I do now? Where am I going? There's a guy I wrote about in Ozzy called It's My Night with a Nazi. Hanging out with this guy. He's photographed. And he was a Nazi. And he's talking to me very comfortably. And at one point he says, those of you going to Donna Shalala me on this show, because, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole story before. But he said uh, to me, he said, uh, I'm a frank talking man. And then him and Odessa, the order of the SS, spent the, I was going to a wedding in Hamburg. They spent the whole wedding after looking at me, whispering, following me around and, and, and periodically attacking me conversationally. I mean, these are old men in their 80s. <laughs> this is <laughs> man. Oh, man. They, I guess the Marshall Plan missed you guys with the denazification. They weren't obsessed with the race issue. They were obsessed with rectitude. <laughs> and once they had locked onto me as a possible enemy and antagonist, they couldn't stop themselves. The opening remarks were, my opening remarks are in English for our American guest, but I'm gonna quickly change to German because this is Germany and we are Germans. Read the article, My Night with a Nazi on Ozzy, O-Z-Y.com. <laughs> okay, bro, and I say back to him in German, I understand you perfectly. And he stops and looks at me and keeps going. They won't stop, stop. This is a different level. Unwillingness to yield to the reality of experience is not the same as denying the reality of experience. I'm deeply disturbed by by Joanna's whole whole shtick. Deeply disturbed. I find much more realistic is what Jose Aldo, what happened with Jose Aldo, one of the other two fights on the card that I cared about. No, there were more than two fights I cared about. We'll go through them. As I've said before with Jose Aldo, I said, you know, Brazilians tend to be uh, head weak in this regard, or rather, that's a that's a that's a negative way to put it. They tend to be um, emotional. That's why he lost to, to McNuggets, and uh, it's been interfering with the these last couple of fight, his two two losses to Holloway and, and so on. But he was very frank about it in a really compelling way. Again, in that space, after you've gone, washed up briefly, changed your clothes, and get out to that post-fight press conference, lots of things happen. And he said exactly what I said. He said exactly what I said about him when I was saying that he's got all kinds of things going on in his head now. After those kinds of losses, you're thinking all kinds of things. It's like when you have those first-time fuck jitters and you can't get it up and you're having a hard time getting it up and you're struggling. You go, oh, my God, I think I can. Okay, I got the condom. I go, oh, my God, what if I can? What is this going to be? And it's just a downward spiral of self-doubt negativity, self-perpetuating horror. And that's where he was. And he said so in the, in the book. He says, you know what? 
I didn't know that I was going to pull out. I had serious doubts. That's why he sobbed after he beat this guy. It was a solid, solid. It was, it was, he put him away. It wasn't, he didn't decision him. He hasn't done that since like 2000. He hasn't done it for 2013. We did to some no-name guy, but it, it was, it was a phenomenal liver shot. It's like, God, stop Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy, who the fuck is that guy, Stevens, in his tracks? Bad day for Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens is now a historical footnote and is not a part of any conversation that involves anybody doing that sign, unless it's him, which is crazy. Jose Aldo is like, man, that's all I needed. I need some get back. And now I was talking about when the contract ends, I think I'm done. That's the right way to do things. Like Magnum Force says, a good man knows his limitations. Unless you got a clock that runs backwards at home, you won't be as good tomorrow as you were today. And frankly, it's not fair to stick around. Jeremy Stevens might have had something. He still might. But now he's got to get up that mount with all that other stuff on his back. Confuse, confusing. But it was a great liver shot. And for those people who have forgotten that liver shots could be dis- destructive, you get into a street fight, you cover up that right side. That's part of keeping your guard up. <laughs> so I, I picked, I picked, uh, I had picked against Joanna because I had hoped that Tisha Torres would, would uh, you know, I've forgotten the undersized thing, but I was hoping that she would help her smell a little bit of reality. Of course, now certain people in the MMA press are aiding and abetting Joanna egging her on, say she's still in the conversation. She needs help, man. Not the kind of help that you get from a doctor or not that kind of doctor, the other kind of doctor, but this is existential. Jose Aldo knows exactly where he is. Eddie Alvarez, people were uh, uh, texting me before I'd actually seen the fight. Those I've seen earlier today about his EJJ stuff. Look, look, EJJ, EJJ is the stuff that is on the right side of illegal. (laughs) <laughs> not the shit that's on the wrong side of illegal. Stuff on the wrong side of illegal is just cheat, shitty cheating. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Like, I don't, part of it for me is I'm not remembering what's legal or not. For example, I'm on top of you. I got m- mounted. Put my hand around your neck and I sink this in from the top position. Okay, right? So your head's in here. Back of your neck is along here. The front of your neck is facing me, and I stick my hand over the top. Did you know that when I make the scissor motion, that this, and I can't change my angle, otherwise you could see it better, that this is legal. Uh, I'm exaggerating in a weird way so you could see it, but that this is illegal. I asked Sarah to explain to me why. He goes, well, one, you're just crushing the throat. And I go, and the other? Well, you're crushing the throat, but you're doing it differently. You know, this is some kind of Brazilian fucking mumbo jumbo. I don't get it, man. Press the digitation. I don't understand the difference. I mean, I understand the difference between this and this. But, I mean, the reality of it is if I have my hand in far enough to do this, no problem. I got you. But I'm hoping that these would, in general, help me be a better fighter. And I don't know what I mean by better, except in this instance, more brutal. Eddie Alvarez, <laughs> grabbing the fence, grabbing, <laughs> you know, 6 to 12. Like I said before, EJJ is a seasoning. It's not a meal. I would say that these were accidental, not three in a row. Not three in a row. Not three in a row. I picked Alvarez to win. Dustin Poirier is my millennial Chuck Liddell. It was a long time. I remember I picked Liddell to lose against Kevin Randleman. He beat Kevin, uh, rest in peace, beat Kevin Randleman. And that was when the first time I said, okay, okay, I'm screwing this up. Dustin Poirier, I picked against him like his last five fights. 
what is it? Guy I can't trust anymore. Is there a corollary? Guy I should be trusting? G-I-S-B-T? Gisbit. Gisbit. All right. I'm tapping. Never, never again will I doubt him. But part of it was I wanted to see Alvarez make up for what I think was a highly questionable fight against McNuggets. I'm not saying it was a work. I'm saying he made a lot of weird decisions. And I wanted to see him shake that. His three legal moves in a row smacks of hashtag February, smacks of the second ear bite. Tyson's second ear bite. First one, if you remember, I watched the fight live. Remember, he was warned. What the fuck? I mean, that should have been enough to stop the fight. He was warned. You do it again, I'm stopping the fight. He does it again. It's like, (laughs) I know a woman who's told her husband, if there's one thing that you could do that would make me divorce you, if you cheated on me. He was like, bing, light bulb. She went away to visit her mother. He brought his secretary over to the house so all the neighbors could see in the middle of the day. Back then, my neighbor said that you um you you had some friends over, a friend. He goes, "Oh yeah, I guess you pulled it out of me. I'm having an affair." Boom, got a divorce. Somebody needed a key. You told them what the key was, gave them the key, and they used the key. Eddie Alvarez could be that guy. Don't know. I'm talking about the fight with Big Nuggets. But now, you know, the most violent man, he's always been one of those guys, kind of a less skilled soccer robber. Where he's, he's, he's creating as he goes, but more often than not, making choices that aren't the right choice versus the wrong choice. The question is, does he believe it? Does he believe it? That's the issue when we get to delusion. What is believed and by whom? Well, if they but blench, we know our course. Now look at what he does next, who he asks for next. But of course, what they're saying is, is that he's fucked because he's at the end of his contract. So it really doesn't matter. If they don't give a shit about Yair Rodriguez, if they don't give a shit about Rory McDonald, if they don't give, they clearly, the VP in charge of give, not giving a shit, if you listen to last week's show, which happened, by the way, for those of you listening, because I was in New York last weekend, it didn't happen until Wednesday. So V26, if you already subscribed to the Eugene S. Showstopper uh, channel on YouTube, you know that V26 came in on Wednesday. It's kind of close, but I know some of you, Matt, Matt down in San Diego, I know he's only up to V25 anyway. So that's all right. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, no, wait, let's not do on the show. So, you know, the other show. I hate the yawn on camera. I think it's unprofessional. So, um, so I will no longer doubt Dustin Poirier. I apologize for having done so in the past. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, had, like the Joy Division song, has made a fatal mistake. Don't know where that puts him in his place in space. I, I, I would say largely that he is, uh, he's fa- deep Phantom Tollbooth. He, I mean, his name is still part of discussion. I just don't know which discussion. Uh, but it's done a weird thing. It's put Poirier into contention. I don't know that he's a millennial uh, Chuck Liddell and should be given m- more serious chatter. I don't know how he'll ex- ex- express himself when he gets to the real post. But I just have in my head a feeling, a gifty feeling. But I've been wrong every single time with him, so don't listen to me. Uh, Jose Aldo is a fighter character, Joanna and JJ. And now there, there, there was a whole, like, I didn't give a shit about, uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier. Um, I don't, I don't have my tote sheet and don't remember where the kid Nate picked him or, but I think it was a question, questionable about whether we would, in any case, his new look, the whole gangster thing that he's trying to pull off. Don't know what the hell he's doing, but he lost a fight unanimous decision in his house. Canadian fighter in Canada. Worried about seats for his mother, his sister, his brother, his high school teacher. Worried about those. Now he's done. Jordan Mean won. Um, I don't think I picked against him, but uh, who knows? I don't remember. I don't have my tote sheet making it fairly worthless. Was the fight exciting enough to justify extended commentary? I'm going to have to answer nope. 
same uh, Islam Makhlakatev and uh, Kaja and Just, J Johnson. I'm going through. I'm going through Ross Pearson. We got the fight at night. I picked Pearson, but it's hard. It is hard to keep watching him fight. It is hard. He's gotten that in, the, in that kind of uh, Chris uh, uh, Chris Lieben. They shoot horses, don't they? Place in space. Hard to watch dude fight. Love him. Keep picking him. Pick them because the older fighter, even though he and McDessie are pretty much the same age. But that shit, you know, some of you feel justified or somehow connect. I, I don't. Nah, bro. I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm okay seeing you. Not how much did you get paid? I'm willing to pay you to do that. I picked against Kachuga Chachugian because I've been trying to do an interview with her for six months and she won't write me back. I'm sure if I had a well, let's not let's not go to. It's not about me versus other people. If she wants to talk to whoever she wants to talk to, she can. She should have called me back. It would have been a good piece. As evidenced by, if you go to Ozzy.com and type in Angela Hill, you can see my Angela Hill piece. Good piece. She just shined me. I picked against her because I was angry. I'm angry. So I have nothing to say about the fact that she that she won. She decisioned it, you know. So, But it was uh, whatever. That's it. You don't answer my call. I don't got nothing to say about you. It's easy. I'm not being an ass. There's no reason not to talk to me, though. No reason. I'm not a me too cat type cat. Nina Ansarov, I picked against Marcos because Marcos is a perpetual gift uh, and almost a gicta. Uh, in fact, I've never not picked her and had her surprise me. In other words, I've always not picked her and she's always been worth not picking. Um, and I'm rushing because we got a few minutes. My kid's coming over with some friends and I got I to gotta start, start cooking dinner. I know you don't care about that. But um, but that's it. UFC on Fox 30, the lowest, the lowest. Um, uh, the, the lowest, um, uh, you, you know, the lowest, uh, uh, rated show ever in a long time. And, uh, uh, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells you that maybe this is, this is a narrative that keeps us drug addicts here. And the narrative is that the numbers are going like this, but it's a way to stick it to Fox as you go out and really the effort and the involvement is to kick off the ESPN launch like Jesus Reborn. And maybe you bundle in the fact that uh, you bundle in uh, you bundle in uh, UFC boxing, you bundle in the return of Johnny Boney Joni, you bundle in Brock Lesnar, you bundle in the series uh, with uh, two more fights with DC as he skates into retirement, the return of McNuggets, return of Max Holloway, the return of the Diaz's. This is all shit steeped on the UFC is back and now on ESPN. That's a narrative that works. But this stumbling, bumbling, stuttering, muttering shit that's happening now, it's only us talking to us. You got to wake up and smell the fucking coffee. What I said a year ago has come to pass. It's just wind in a wind tone now. The micro stories are interesting. The Captain Queeg S. Ioana Yanjajic refusal to acknowledge the prevailing winds of change. Don't know what that means. Don't know where she's going. Don't know what she's thinking. But okie dokie, Smokey. It's fine. It's fine. The sport in general? Don't know. Don't know. Those many of you who watch this show, watch the fight. But there's not many of us. You're here now. So uh, while I while I'm going to say uh, to close out the the, the, the while well, I'm going to say it's okay to lie to me. It's okay to make common cause with somebody else in the commission of a lie against me. That shows a prevailing intelligence and maybe some sort of twisted logic at work just because it doesn't benefit me. Who am I to say it's a bad thing? But you absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, in your quiet, quiet, dark nights of the soul, do not lie to yourself. Hope is fine. Hopes and wishes are fine. But hopes and wishes about things that are historical fact, delusion.
I am still the champion. On the basis of what? Was there a failed drug test? Was there, was there Eddie Alvarez, EJJ type of cheating situation? Was there a fence grab? Was there a, You got pasted. Not once. Twice. You're shitting on the reality of experience by making the claim that that never happened. I know we're in a post-truth world. I know anybody can say anything about everything. I know there's uncertainty about sources and what constitutes real, real and fake, fake. But when you are looking in that mirror, I'm looking at that man in the mirror and I'm hoping that he never changes. That he can be that change and make that change. I'm hoping he never changes. I'm merciless with myself. Absolutely, positively merciless. Merciless. I am way harder on me than any of you could ever be on me. That's what it was like to be raised in my household. I don't know about how many of you learned how to read, but my reading was attended by mockery and ridicule, <laughs> which I loved. I didn't repeat it with my kids, uh, but <laughs> I get a word wrong. It's part of why I'm an editor today. You know, pronounce it incorrectly or read it incorrectly, and it would be like a seven-minute uh, Don Rickles routine based on my mispronouncing or misspelling the word. It's built up a situation in which merciless with myself, merciless. You know how merciless? In the days of typewriters, when I was typing school papers, if I made a mistake in the middle of the paper, rather than use whiteout, this thing that you used to do to paint over your mistakes on paper and then retype it, I would punish myself by tearing out the whole thing and starting again on that page. What I do to you, I do 10 times worse to myself. If you catch me making misty pronouncements, you know that, I, that, I'm, that I'm under great duress. Because like Linton Quasi Johnson says, I'm a merciless realist. There is no more future of fun and wonderful expanse for me. The number of guys born in 1962 who are competing in jiu-jitsu are very few, despite Henzo Gracie at 51 winning his last MMA fight, which was a few days ago. Helio was routinely tuning up guys on the bus at 70. I don't know what was more impressive, that he was on the bus at 70 or that he was tuning guys up at 70. I'm done with public transportation myself. In any case, the show has come to a close. Listen, if you are going to be in Dresden, in the next two weeks, if you are going to be in Dresden, if you're going to be in Katowice, yes, the place they had the huge massacre in Poland. If you're going to be in Helsinki, if you're going to be in Vienna or London, go to the Oxbow website and there will be show dates. As usual, there's a standing offer to any listener of this show. You text me, I quiz you and if, to make sure you're not gaming the system and you get three correct answers, you're on the guest list plus one. Other people don't think I'm full of shit. Plenty of people have done this. LA, San Diego, New York, London, it's happened before. We've had winners all over the place. Bradford is the UK. It happens. So you can contact me through the Oxbow Facebook page. You're not, Oxbow has got a Twitter feed. Get the number, you text me. First look at the dates. If you're going to be there, you think you can be there, want to come to the show, you're in. That's all I can do for you. Keep in mind, Dresden, Katowice at the Off Festival, Helsinki, Vienna, London. Five chances. Oh, I'll see him next time. You know what? As evidenced by the fact that Popeye won't be with us by the next show, you got to understand that a lot of times it happens suddenly that there's no next time. So if you have a chance to see Oxbow, see it. If you want to buy Boonwell's The Easy Way Out, you can do that. Any guy was emailing me. How do I do that? Anyway, Spotify, Bandcamp, Amazon, 
anyway, iTunes, anyway. Do it. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Sign up. We'll be doing later on a uh, 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 a You Kill Me film reviews for Reprobates. I don't know if we'll do it today or tomorrow. It'll be on The Equalizer 2. Just saw it. So anyway, uh, that's and you'll be notified of when we do the show if you subscribe. That's what I'm saying. Go below. Give us a thumbs up if you like. Tell your friends about it. Otherwise, oh, well, we'll see about when you see me next. I'll let you know if you're on Twitter. Connected on Twitter, I'll blast something out just to keep you apprised of when the next show is going to be, given that I might be in Katowice when, when I'm supposed to do the show. But I've done shows from overseas before. Have no fear. Uh, I'll hold it down. I'm going to miss the live version of uh, 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 Dillashaw and uh, Garbrandt, which I really want to see. And I usually guys will say, don't tweet me, blackout. I don't want to the spoiler alert. I don't give a fuck. Tell me. Spoil, spoil it for me. Let me know if you've got to tweet me uh, or any other way you want to get a hold of me. But the show's over. We'll see you soon. Uh, Tuesday at 7.20, we got If if I Did It, followed by If the Shoes Fit. Um, John Nash will be filling in with me on the Care Don't Care preview. Uh, and uh, and we'll see you soon, God, God willing. I know I said I would put the books up before Moscow, but I haven't done that yet. But uh, uh, if you're at patreon.com slash the stomper, I might put a notice there about it so you guys can bid on the few signed versions of the fight book that I've got. Anyway, that's it. That's it with the show. We'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! Yeah!